Welcome to the Strategic Slut Podcast. I'm Courtney, and I'm here every Monday to cover all things sex, money, confidence, dating, growth, and mindset to help you consciously evolve and live an intentional life. I am passionate about empowered choice and questioning the world around us because let's face it, we're all sluts for something or someone, so let's be strategic ones. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode and happy Monday. I hope you had a beautiful weekend. Today, I have a guest on the podcast. I had a friend, Melissa, who I formerly worked with at Sephora many years ago. So it's really cool to have had her on this podcast. And we really just had like this organic conversation about her weight loss journey and relationships and the relationship with yourself, building that confidence and really raising your standards in life as well as we get into a little bit at the end about Melissa's experience with a tummy tuck and um, getting lip fillers and things like that and kind of the dichotomy that women are placed in of like, if you love yourself, would you, you know, do all these things to yourself as well? And it was really interesting and really, uh, embodied what I love to do on this podcast, which is break down taboo. So it was really cool to have this discussion. I really enjoy Melissa. I think she's such an incredible human being. And it was really crazy because a lot of the stuff that we talk about, I didn't know she even was on any kind of weight loss journey when I worked with her and I had no idea what was happening kind of behind the scenes in her life. So it is really cool to reconnect years later and get into some deeper stuff. And yeah, we go all over the map. We talk about all the things. And we also talk about social media, which I think is one of the most interesting facets of this conversation because uh, we both shared the different experiences we've had with following different fitness vloggers and YouTubers and things like that and how it can be really helpful, but also um, to some detrimental. So we really weigh the pros and cons of it. And I think it's just such a fascinating topic. And I really enjoyed discussing with Melissa about all the things. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. As always, give us some love on the stories. And if you want to rate on Apple reviews, give it the five stars that it deserves. Please do. And with that, it's a long enough episode, so I'm going to just dive right in. Enjoy, guys. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Strategic Slut. I am so excited to bring a guest on today. I actually worked with her at Sephora a couple years ago, and we are reunited to record this podcast today. Melissa, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I hate that you know me from that realm <laughs> back in back in the Sephora days. Like anytime someone's like, oh, back in the Sephora, I'm like, that's a new, that's a new bitch. I don't, that's old bitch that we don't talk about her. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like I know I've changed a thousand times since I've worked there. So I'm sure you can relate. <laughs> yeah, um, I, yeah. Like it's kind of funny that we're like here. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was thinking about this because I was like, I feel like we've always kind of stayed in touch just via social media. Um, But then when I was about to sit down with you for this podcast, I was like, I actually don't know what she's doing right now because like we haven't, it's not like we've hung out since this. I I feel like I see you day to day with your stories and everything, but I have no idea what's going on. So um, why don't we tell, why don't you tell the listeners kind of like what you're all about and a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. So hi, I'm Melissa Doucette. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I did a sexy voice there. Hi, Melissa. Um, so on Instagram, I do, well, I was doing more makeup as I worked at Sephora, as we just mentioned. Um, and then I kind of transitioned. I've always been into fitness. I've lost 150 pounds. So fitness has always been a huge part of my life. And I kind of always 
didn't like to broadcast it and like talk about it because I wasn't fully confident in my weight loss journey, um, which is something I'm totally honing in and, and, you know, hopefully inspiring other people to, you know, you don't have to be perfect to share a fitness journey. Mm. And yeah, and then I now post on Instagram and, you know, hopefully motivate people and yeah. That's amazing. You lost what, 150 pounds, you said? 150 pounds, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's amazing. I didn't even really know much about your weight loss journey. I remember when I worked with you, you were still working at a popular gym chain as well. Mm-hmm. I knew you were on like a cert, kind of like a journey, but I honestly didn't know the details of it until you started sharing more openly on Instagram. And I'm like, holy shit, this girl has gone through an insane transformation. Yeah. How long did it take you to get to where you are today? So it's, I started my journey. So my heaviest, I was 310 pounds and I'm not tall. I'm a short gal, you know, five, five. I say I'm five, five. I'm probably like five, four. Girl, I'm five foot two. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the life. So yeah. I, I might be a little tall. Um, but, uh, yeah, I started my journey. I was like in high school graduating and I was 17. My birthdays, I'm a Sagittarius, so you know, birthdays in December. So I was a little yeah. younger, but I graduated high school and it was just a mind shift change. Um, I was just like, I'm done living my life like this. And I just woke up one day and I was like, enough's enough. And I started going on the internet and Googling and like, you know, doing things not the correct way, but, and by not the correct way, just like unhealthy, like eating like lean cuisines and like (laughs) just 1200 calories a day and like doing like fatty stuff like that. But I mean, it's, it's educated me through this whole time and got me where I am today. So I don't like push it aside, but, um, it's obviously was better than what I was doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I started my journey from there. I lost my first hundred pounds in about eight to nine months, which is really, really fast. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I had so much loose skin. I've also talked about my Instagram. I talked about my tummy tuck journey and all that, but, um, but yeah, it's probably been a journey for a little over 10 years um, that I've just constantly been, you know, my goals changed, but yeah. Yeah. And how old are you now? Just for reference for people. Girl, I'm 30 and thriving. 30, what? 30 and thriving. I'm thriving. I know. I know. I thought I you were know. like 24. <laughs> Everyone's like, you, I feel like your top's 26. I'm like, thank you. No, I just turned 30 this year. Well, last year. I'm shocked. Oh my God. Wow. I mean, not the 30s. 30s not old. And I feel like we need to stop like making it out as if, as if it is. However, I really feel like I knew, like I thought you were 24. So this is very know. for me. <laughs> I know. No, no it's funny though. Cause like realistically though, I was 18 when I started at Sephora, you like had to be 18. I was the youngest employee out of the locations I worked at and I've known you for a couple of years, so I guess that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I have no concept of age or time anymore. Um, but it that's crazy. Really, like, even now, like, I still don't have concept of age. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like 30, but I don't feel 30. Some days yeah. I feel 50, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes your hips ache and you're like, geez. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, now that I'm 30, I feel like my body's like seizes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm 30, but. Yeah. Know. So. When it comes to your weight loss journey and the sharing of it, I'm mm-hmm. sure that that requires a ton of vulnerability and just like this level of authenticity that really kind of, I feel like is like open heart surgery. Like, you know, putting yourself on the internet and I feel that way 
with a lot of the stuff that I do, but I, I haven't shared, I guess, the depths of what you have shared, like with a specific topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I want to say like, you're doing amazing, that's, that's really incredible. <laughs> I'm sure you are helping a ton of people, but also I want to ask you just like, how has that been for you? And what has that looked like behind the scenes? It's been challenging. And like I said, it took me a really long time to even talk about it. Um, like when I worked at Sephora, like no one really knew. And then I'd kind of like stage a few people and they were like, what the actual hell are you talking about? That's crazy. And I'd be like, eh, like I'd really like blow it off. Like it wasn't that big of a deal. Cause I wasn't proud of where I was, but I was just right. forgetting of like the journey of like where I, what, where I've come mm. from. So I was, was like, that, but like, I'm not, was that shame and like embarrassment or what was that? I think it was like, I was just like, I don't look like I still like if someone didn't know my journey, they still mm-hmm. wouldn't think I look fit or they didn't, they still would say I'm overweight or they would still say I'm like this and that. So it's I was like, like, yeah, that concept yeah. of like, I'm not exactly where I want to be. So I can't share the before because, and I have that thing too. And maybe we're both in a very interesting state where I don't feel like no matter how much I work out, what I do, I never feel like I look fit. Totally. totally. And I don't know what it is because I think it's probably just body dysmorphia. Um, not to make oh, a joke yeah. out of that, but like, I think most women struggle with some form of body dysmorphia. Um, I think a lot of men do too, but I can't speak for men. But, you know, I feel like there's this thing about like, if you don't have, if you look too muscular, you're like, say you're, you're told that you're bulky and this and that. Mm-hmm and manly, which is such a fucked up concept. But then if you, you know, you work out and do whatever, not, no matter what you do, you don't feel like you're fit. Totally. You can run a fucking marathon and still be like, I don't feel like I look fit. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I feel like it's also like, I'm just the kind of person I'm really hard on myself. Yeah. So like, it's never like good enough. So mm-hmm. I always like push myself and push myself and never, but now like I'm you know, stepping back, stepping outside myself and being like, Hey, we need to like celebrate the journey. We need to celebrate the wins. We need to do that. And that's what I've been trying to do on social media. is like letting the other people know, like celebrate the wins. Like no matter what you do, it's still a celebration just because I don't look like, I don't know, some crazy athlete on Instagram, you know, with shredded abs and, you know, like that, that we look up to, it's still an amazing journey that we should be celebrating. Absolutely. And I think you said something funny there about like the abs and everything on Instagram. Like I have grown up watching all kinds of women and all types of media. Right. And as I'm sure you have, and I just learned in the last year that most of the women that I have, like, I would literally give like my left tit for their body (laughs) type of thing. Yeah. They're like five foot 10 all of them, like all of the girls that I've looked up to are like really tall. And I, I'm under this impression now I've, I've suddenly like, it's been very relieving for me. If you just like took my body and like stretched me out (laughs) a little bit vertically, um, I'm I'm convinced I would have the same abs that they, that they do. (laughs) Totally. Totally. And a lot of them, like they don't have that full season. Like they take a shit ton of photos so that they can like put it up all year long, but they don't look like that all the time. No, and, we and think, I, like we're supposed to look like that. That's but. the thing, you know, we're especially with women, like we, uh, especially women who are, you know, with vulvas, vulva owners, if you ovulate and things like that and have uteruses, um, there is a little pooch there. 
that like, yeah. I think people don't want to talk about. And it only, it's taken me years. And I mean, it's my, still my biggest insecurity. I'm still trying to work through it uh, is my stomach because I literally have no torso. I'm very short. <laughs> I carry all of my weight in my stomach and it's something that I hate admitting, but I also am just like, there's power in talking about it. I think, I think there's power in normalizing these conversations. And I, I was, I'm always hesitant to talk about weight loss and before and afters and things like that, because I think there is this like conversation of diet culture and things like that. Mm-hmm. However, I'm also from the position where I think women should be empowered to do what they want to do with their bodies. So totally. if you want to lose 150 pounds, because it's going to make you feel better then do that. If you're going to get a tummy tuck because you're tired of whatever loose skin or whatever it may be, then do that. Get Botox, get lip injections. But also if you're a woman who doesn't want to like, you know, if you're going against the grain of what beauty ideals are supposed to be and all these things like women like Lizzo and all those types of things, then do that too. You are still beautiful. And I think every woman within there deserves you know, respect, value, all those things. And I think that that's an important thing to just quickly state because I think in talking about this, it can get down this like, oh, you praise women who lose weight almost. And it's like, no, that's not the case. I praise women who choose better for themselves, whatever that looks like. Totally. And I, it's, it's been hard, especially the whole like diet culture thing has been coming up more in social media. And it's been a, a battle between do I post, and still do show my day-to-day stuff? Or am I going to get shamed because I decide that I want to count my macros? Or am I going to get shamed because I decide this and that? Which for me, like, I, it doesn't matter. Like, you can count macros. You don't have to count macros. You can do whatever you want. Like, you're explaining, like, whatever makes you fucking happy at the end of the day. That's all that fucking matters. But online, you're under a microscope, (laughs) and you're judged, and you're, like, all the time. It's, it's been a little bit of a, frustrating kind of like do I don't I do I continue like what do I do here but then there's an amazing community of people that are like that need that to show that pushes them to be that better version of what they want to be yeah for sure and I think that's that's the thing too I think that I'm not the one to be talking about diet culture as much because although it's affected me I feel like I'm not the one that's uh, fully being victim of it, I guess. Like I'm not the one who's being, who's posting and is being fat shamed left and right. I mean, I think a lot of women experience fat shame, like no matter how thin you get, but there is a level of thin privilege that I absolutely obtain. And then as a white woman as well. So I just like, it's not my like space to speak on because I feel like I would prefer to amplify the voices of others who like Mm -hmm. are really great in sharing their stories within that. And I want the one thing I have learned so much in the last, like I'd say year or two of the diet culture conversation that's really been prevalent on social media is like what health looks like to us, you know, like the idea of wanting to be fit or be healthy. The fact that that comes in so many different shapes and forms. And even for myself, I would put on new year's resolutions every year of like, I just like, I like get fit. And it's like, what the fuck does that even mean? Because totally. I've been in places where I've like been probably in the fittest shape of my life kind of thing. You can't go, you can't get any better, I guess, in that, in the, I guess, strength and training world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still wasn't super thin or anything. Like I, you know, it, I was still a normal person living a daily life, but I was training almost athlete level. And if I wanted to train anymore, like you might as well be an athlete at that point, you know? <laughs> totally. 
Like I was doing shit like ice baths and stuff to recover. That's how sore. Oh my God. Savage. I know. I was like trying to train for a half marathon, trying to become a weightlifter. I've done all the different formats of like fitness. Now I'm much more chill, but I just, I was this letting go that release of what the appearance will be with the movement that is done every day kind of thing. And I think that's huge. I think that finding that like, you know, if you enjoy running, go run, but don't be a runner. Don't become a runner just because you think it's going to make you skinny. For sure. And I think that's huge. And I, I try to talk about that a lot with people because I've done like keto such, such something that's such hated on. And my journey hasn't been fully keto and I've not, I'm not really on a keto anymore, but I got so much hate and still get hate and people still talk about it. But like, what people don't understand is that you need to try out trial and error different things because you don't yes. know what's going to work for what works for me. Great. Like for my body, a high fat diet works better for me. Mm-hmm. Lower carb, high fat. It works great. It works wonders. It actually helps my mental health. It, it, it just works really well for me. Yeah. But for someone else, say you try it, you can be like, this is the worst shit I've ever tried in my life. Now Melissa's convinced me to do this. Fuck her. Like yeah. I, I, now I'm gaining weight. Like, you know, but <laughs> I think the the thing is I've tried so many different eating styles. I've tried so many different workouts and you have to do that. You have to go through the shit because I'm not going to look at say like Whitney Simmons and eat exactly what she eats and think I'm going to look yeah. like her. It's not going to happen. And that's what 100%. we think though. And that's what the whole social media world is, is I mean, now we have people that are talking about their day to day and how they do stuff. But, but in the beginning it was girls that were training to like, be like competitive models and we're looking at them doing meal preps and looking at them doing these things yeah. that's just not standard for like a normal healthy day-to-day yeah. life oh my so God, yeah. I think you just really need to trial out the workouts go do a Zumba class like go do a dance class go try like hmm. I don't know weightlifting do go to CrossFit if you want to get you know, controversial with keto and all the oh things do CrossFit keto wear those fucking shoes that look like the toes with them (laughs) they smell really bad don't do it (laughs) like there's all those things man that I feel like are so hated on and I mean I'm like I I I don't know there's things that I would never do like I'm not a keto girl because one I don't eat a ton of meat second I'm very lactose intolerant and you know I don't eat a ton of dairy or meat and totally I already live off avocados. So I'm just yeah. kind of like, you know, in that weird thing where it's just not my thing, but my parents have been keto for years and it's worked amazing for them. So I, I just say whatever works, man, totally. like whatever you want to do the shit that I eat. Like I've had ex-boyfriends literally say that I eat like bird food because it's like gluten-free and vegan and this and that. And it, it I guess it looks like bird food. Okay, sure. But that's what I have to eat to like keep inflammation down. Like I have a ton of chronic issues. Right. So it's so funny (laughs) when we think about that. Yeah. Like I used to be obsessed with Nikki Blackader. I still love her, but I was totally obsessed with the YouTube and what everything she did in her vlogs, I had to replicate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've been really thinking about how like people's responsibility, I guess online. Cause I don't think it's Nikki's fault that I, went into this disordered eating and like, you know, patterns. And totally. All things. I think it's more of how we place value on bodies and how, what you should be doing almost like the silent conversation of everyone in yeah. this whatever world. So it's really weird to think about because I would never want to like, 
I, I guess exp- I would never want someone to experience what I experienced in the world that I was kind of obsessed with. But mm-hmm. I also was like, whose responsibility is that? Because I feel like it is partially the consumers. Like you got to know where to It's start. a hard topic. Yeah. It's a really hard topic because I, yeah, like I, I think that at some point, like if you're following anything, there's some kind of eating disorder that's going to pop up. It's happened. Like yeah. I'm not going to say I never have had that. Of course I have. I yeah. go through waves and I go through periods and I still do, but I'm catching mm-hmm. myself now because I'm educating myself. So like the Melissa probably like four years ago. Oh, hugely. But now I can mm-hmm. like step outside myself, like, you know, and I can look at myself and be like, I'm starting to have these thoughts pop in my head. I slam them down. That's not okay. And I move on with it, but yeah. it's, it's, I don't know. I wish I had an answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. My laptop is going fucking insane and I don't know why. <laughs> I've had so many tech issues in the last few weeks. Oh my God. Okay. Moving forward. We're fine. Um, so yeah, no, I feel that. And I feel like that's the thing is like, I love Nikki Blackheader still. I will never like, oh, there's please. no hate towards her. You know what I mean? Her but, man. But I, can we talk about her man? Oh, he honestly, is fine, so fine, 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 fine. <laughs> he's so hot. She's picked some great men. Oh my God. Yeah. But I feel like it's so interesting because I always question myself, even in my role as someone who has a following, who has this podcast and things like that, where you put your voice to, right? But the matter of fact is that someone's going to be offended. And I think that that's one thing we have to kind of remember is that like, if that, if, if, if I'm not for you, you got to unfollow, you know what I mean? If I make you insecure, if there's something triggering for you, I would hope that you look inward on why that's triggering for you and you move on with what you need to do because that's what I do. When I see something right. I don't like or someone that's kind of seeping into my subconscious of like, maybe I should start tracking calories again because I want to look like her or whatever it may be. Totally. I unfollow. I block. I mute. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. necessary. But I don't know. I think that that's a really interesting part in like the information digital age because there is so much fucking information out there. But also like, why are you taking like a goop article for Bible? Totally. Totally. I know. Yeah. And that's the thing. And I I, actually, speaking of goop, I think that this, have you like seen the book intuitive fasting? Um, I, I know there's like the books, not the, and not the specific one you're talking about, but Okay, so there's this book by Gwyneth Paltrow from Goop and oh, yeah. Will yeah, Cole, yeah, yeah. and it's called Intuitive Fasting. And I'm someone who does um, intermittent fasts like 80% of the time. I've It's really worked for me, and I'm kind of shocked by it, whatever. And I've talked about it on my like platform before, and people have been like, that's so unhealthy. You're like, you know, uh, encouraging disordered eating patterns and all these things. And I'm just like, whatever. But this book has come out and people are literally like, you're selling an eating disorder. And it's like, why? Y'all haven't even read the book yet. Like the book wasn't even out yet and people were losing their shit. And I thought it was so interesting just thinking of the current climate we're in with fitness, health, wellness, dieting anything within that realm because you can't say anything I know (laughs) oh I know you you really you can and it's for me it's been very challenging I would say in the last little bit because it's like kind of like what you touched on it's like okay not everyone's gonna be for you and you're gonna offend people no matter what and you just gotta stick true to who you are and just say it how it is but it's hard it's hard to not like you want to like be like 
kind of like PG and like let everything be like okay in the space, but at the same time, it's like that's but like not for what? True. Honestly, though, I know when you think about it because it's like. Honestly, I've had people like, you know, you post about working out all the time, this and that, like, how do you balance it? And my question or like, my answer is always like, you just fucking do it if you want to do that. Like, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. it's not about motivation, it's about discipline. But then when I say that, it's like, well, now you're contributing to hustle culture and all these things. And I'm just like, I I can be the one that can critically think on these um topics but it doesn't mean that I think people's like what I do doesn't mean that I'm per- forcing it on you if you ask me a question I'm gonna answer you honestly <laughs> totally and right? yeah totally I couldn't yeah. imagine being like a celebrity because they'd be like all the fucking time yeah and I think of a uh, Jamila Jamil she talks a lot about diet culture and the way that the media attacks women and their bodies she's um part of the celebrity like Hollywood world and she really like calls out like the really specific things of different articles and different things being said and all that and she's incredible and I I learned so much from her and I almost think that people are getting mad about the wrong thing like Mm -hmm. don't get mad about the intuitive fasting book get mad about what it signifies as a whole you know but I don't think people want to do that no no like no. that's the thing. So it's it's interesting, but um, I think that this idea of choice is really important because um, I think we all have, to an extent, a level of, of choice of what you want to do. And I mean, if you hadn't shared your story online, no one would really know what you've been through. Totally. Yeah, right? for sure. And then like, then I get these nice messages and like people message you and say like, wow, like you're inspiring me to do this and this. And you're like, okay. All right. Yeah. No, I, I see your content all the time. I'm like, look at her. Like, and I, I feel like you glow different now. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what you were going through years ago, but I feel like your just energy is different because oh, you mm-hmm. are probably more aligned based on our conversation already. Like you're feeling a lot more aligned than you ever have previous years. Totally. And I think it's just a lot of like self-work and it's mm-hmm. hard. And it's, especially with this year, it's been like, life-changing for a lot of people and I know you have too I feel like we've been on a very similar journey of trying to figure out like who we are and like what really matters to us and you know the world and the aspect of everything like that but um yeah just like touch back at like the Sephora times like I just feel like that was such a different realm of person that's like sad and toxic and like in in an environment that was just so unbelievable like I I went in one person and I came I, in the middle of it, I was a different person. When I left, I was a totally yeah. three different people, but, um, I don't know. I kind of like those experiences make you a better person and you can like reflect back on them, but yeah, no, for sure. I, I know I was like very confused because I entered working there, um, literally my first semester of university before I even double majored in women's studies, because I had taken an intro to women's studies course that changed my life in first year. And that's when I ended up double majoring. So in second year, when I was working for Sephora and I'm also like, I was heavily into fitness at this time and in some pretty like brutal patterns and things like that, I just remember like questioning, like, I remember having this breakdown of like, what do I believe in? What am I contributing to here? Like, am I telling women they need to wear this? Like, I remember just going through the spiral of like seeing these crazy industries and like how they impact 
feminism as a whole, I remember just going through this crazy like spiral of just like, I don't know how I feel about anything anymore. Yeah, totally, 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 totally. And that's where I feel like with, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with how the makeup industry is moving. I think that the way that they're moving is really cool. I think the way that the fashion industry is finally catching up to current yeah. times that <laughs> consumers want. Um, I've never, yeah, it, it's crazy. Like I've never seen so much diversity in fashion. Um, and then also seeing the makeup industry, the way that like, if you, whatever you want, there's something there for you. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but moving forward through that, what has changed? You mentioned that you, this year has been like the most transform transformative for you as I feel like yeah. it has been for everyone. So <laughs> maybe what's like your top thing that really stands out as just like the groundbreaking thing? Um, well, I think I did what a lot of other people did was start meditating. Yep. <laughs> Meditation has helped hugely. I think it's just, uh, you're in a position where you're, you have nothing to do. You're have to face yourself and look in the mirror and you have to either be like, I'm really cool with this person. Or you're like, I <laughs> don't like this person at all. What the fuck am yeah. I doing? I've been living this like facade of this life. And, you know, I think I was kind of already transitioning before COVID happened. I was going through a lot of mental health issues and just reflecting on me as a, as a whole and just getting really um, distancing myself from a lot of people and just being by myself and yeah, just meditating and just reading and educating myself. Um, yeah, I'm working on my mental health, working through past like childhood traumas and stuff like mm -hmm. that and just not suppressing everything. I think it's just made me a better person. 100%. I feel like that deep work is like truly, I don't think I ever thought about it before COVID because I... I wasn't looking in the mirror to really question the deep questions, nor was I seeking out information on how to confront those like inner demons or your inner child or whatever people want to refer to healing those traumas. I really never heard of that information. And maybe it's because of my, you know, algorithms and things like that were tunnel vision, <laughs> like what you totally. search up and what you seek out is kind of how your internet, whatever kind of, divides the information for you. So like when all of this started and seeing people that I follow who are now having to also adapt to the current times and have to find peace in times of so much uncertainty, it was like this collective spiritual awakening that I feel like most people are going through of like literally having to question everything in their life, um, taking massive action or not. But if they didn't, they're a year later and I know a couple people who are looking back and they're like, I've had a year to get my shit together and I still don't feel like I'm okay, which I don't totally. think anyone gets their shit together. Like I feel like I've transformed 80 fucking times during this last year. <laughs> and like, I'm so <laughs> different. Tomorrow's going to be another day. I don't know. I might be like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm a new bitch every day. I'm telling you, but yeah. it's, it is really beautiful of people talking about the deeper stuff. Cause I think we almost like got to this point of the superficial life on social media and just in general of like wanting to do this facade that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're all getting a lot more real again. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know if that's like the same thing you're saying, like the algorithm, cause like we're following people like that, but maybe I honestly, yeah. I think that like it is becoming that because I think especially with TikTok, how it's so raw, mm. real, unedited kind of versions of people. Then you people come and you look. When I would start, when TikTok started happening, I'd go to TikTok and go onto Instagram and be like, oh, 
Instagram. I still feel like that. I fucking yeah, hate like, Instagram oh, now. Yeah. I know. I know. I and do. I don't know. I don't know how to create content on TikTok genuinely because I am so used to a certain type of content on Instagram and I don't know where that falls for me because I don't know how to fully be that authentic self on camera like that because I was taught filters and face totally. I was taught written captions, but keep it short. No one needs a book. Like, you know, these things and the way that we're like now just, I don't know, the way that it's shifting is very fascinating. And I think for content creators, there's also so many platforms that you could be on. Like there's Instagram, there's Pinterest, Twitter, uh, Facebook, I mean, kind of irrelevant, but yeah. then you have like Clubhouse, <laughs> yeah, po- having podcasting, YouTube, all these things. There's so many different types of content. And like, I find for me, I can speak my truth on a mic, but when it comes to like speaking my truth on camera and kind of not filter that and not face tune all of that, it's, it's a weird level of discomfort. I've never felt so like awkward where totally. before I felt like I was always so comfortable on camera, you know, like my friends would look at me as like the girl who just like knows how to take selfies and things like that. But what I think I actually got really good at was creating a facade. Right. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to see, but I love the changes. Like yeah, everything in this year has just been amazing, beautiful changes that have been happening around the world. And, um, I just, it's nice to be taking, taking a step back from like such the fakeness of everything and how people like we all, all say it, like people just show what they want you to see. And like these people's lives that you look up to, like they have shitty days and they don't have perfect relationships and all that stuff. Like we say it, but to actually see it and people actually posting it is totally different from just being like in the back of your mind thinking it. Yeah. And having that like self-development, I'd say focus that you and I both, I feel like are in um, mentally, physically, spiritually, all of the things. All the things. (laughs) How have you found that in like the dating life? Oh, dating. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) I know. I know. Um, I, uh, dating, like there is no dating. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, many shit. No. Well, yeah. Thanks. Um, I just, the dating world is so ass backwards that Mm -hmm. I want nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate. Like I'm very open. I'm open to a relationship. Um, I've been single my whole goddamn life. So if there's any men out there that are, you know, mature, holla at your girl. If but they listen to strategic slab, they're probably pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like it, it, it's hard because I feel like this is going to come off so rude, but I feel like I'm just on a totally different level yes. of the fate. Like, it's just like the face value conversations and the same like mundane, like blah, blah. Like I yeah. want to talk about deep shit. Like I want to talk about real life stuff. I don't want to talk yeah. about some dumbass high school stuff that it seems to be. And like, let me tell you, the guys don't get better with age. They stay the same. Girl, I'm trying <laughs> to date men in their thirties and they're not great. <laughs> they're not great. They're not, it's the same shit with more baggage. So <laughs> I know, I know. I saw this guy on TV the other night and he was like in his fifties and I was like, he's kind of hot. My mom's like, he's literally older than your your fucking father and I was like well that's <laughs> <laughs> where we're getting to guys because the men in my age group are terrible but like that's the thing and I think that that's the hard part is that age does not like there's no indication of maturity or no. anything like that so I mean I have met guys my age that are super mature or whatever you know or 
I've also dated guys who are like 35 and literally like has the brain cells of a peanut. Like it's just totally. not there. So yeah. it's tough. And I think that it's so funny with like talking to girlfriends lately, of especially people who have like had this year and have really focused on making the year of what it could be. Like, you know, taking the shit and just doing what they could to better themselves for it. Talking to them about dating, I feel like they're, we're in this collective thing of like, there's no one that deserves me currently. Totally. And like, there's, if, if you're not putting in the work, I don't, I don't care because the shit that I've been through and the shit that I've had to put in the work and had these life experiences and decided to choose me over being in a relationship, I was about to say shit relationship, but a relationship. Um, I think a lot of people just lose themselves and they don't actually discover who they are. And if Mm. you haven't gone through that, then unfortunately you're not going to be for me because there's so many levels to it, discovering who you are that I couldn't be with someone that hasn't decided to choose them over, you know, whatever it might be. That's the thing. And I think we're all human and we're all trying to um, fulfill, I guess, certain ideals that are like required of us, I guess. So I think for a lot of men, they feel like they need the career and the like financial stability before they ever have the settle down. Totally. Um, And they need to fill those almost like male qualities that aren't seen for men on a mass scale. And then I think women aren't willing to wait around for that. And this is generalizing, but I think women who know their worth are like, I, you know, I don't care about most women who know their worth too, aren't really worried about the money. Cause I know that women that take ownership of their life I've seen typically take ownership of their finances as well. So it's not like we're out here looking for a man who's completely established in his career and making fuck tons of money. If we wanted that, you could find that. Like, but there's typically not a lot of depth there because I think men look at it as very, like very separate boxes of like, I can either have this or this. Mm -hmm. And there's very few men that have like really stepped out of that narrative and have gone deep within themselves to become emotionally capable of going beyond the surface level oh it's so oh yeah (laughs) like there's smart guys there's funny guys there's wealthy guys there's fun guys right but I feel like for me I've met all these guys and they're all cool sure like they're good people but they're not for me because I want a little bit more complexity I find that like I find dynamics very fascinating. And as someone who is very dynamic, I need someone to match that or else I'm bored in a week. Totally. Yeah. And I, I, like you said, like, I think a lot of guys are like, well, I have X amount of money. Like that doesn't, your personality, (laughs) like, I don't care that you have this fancy car and I don't care that you have these, you know, whatever, all this stuff. It doesn't matter to me. And what matters to me is your personality. If you're not working on you and, you know, trying to be a better person at the end of the day, then I don't care how much money's in your bank account. Because I, you know, like, I don't know. And I think a lot of the people who are striving for success, whatever that means to them in that like growth mindset kind of world, I feel like all of us are kind of focused on ourselves. So then we're really not looking else outside of ourselves because we're like finding comfort in being alone and just figure out who we are that we're not giving that like desperate energy of like always searching. Oh, a hundred percent. And like, I couldn't even fathom 
giving up my time to somebody. Like I haven't found somebody <laughs> worthy mm-hmm. enough um, to give up my root daily routine. Like yeah. I'm such a routine person. Like I, I'm okay being alone. I hang out by myself all the time. <laughs> I love it. Like I love yeah. being alone. I love doing me. I, I'm very content with myself. Like I'm my own best friend and I'm, I'm thankful for that and I can do that. But to have someone come into my life, like I don't need somebody in my life. Like I would want somebody in my life and mm-hmm. there just hasn't been anybody that's been worthy enough. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think it's so funny because I was talking to this guy the other day and he was literally just like so dull. Like he had so many great on paper requirements, I'd say, but he asked me how my walk was and I never responded. (laughs) You know, and I, yeah. when I tell people that they're like, you're a bitch. And I'm like, probably it's boring though. Like I need a dynamic. Oh my God. I need, and I need like, there's just so much there that I would prefer. Like I would prefer someone who's like funny than someone who even like is stable in their career. Like I would totally. take some like artist who's like super insecure income and like has no idea where he's going in that direction. Um, but he's funny and like totally and a good person (laughs) and like hold a conversation yeah a hundred percent yeah like I could care less how much money you make like your value of how much money is in your bank account for me doesn't make me choose if I like you or not and that goes with like anybody it doesn't matter to me and people are very flashy with what they have and very materialistic and (laughs) I could if you had one outfit, I'd be like, I'm just not going to judge you on what it is. Like, I just want to judge yep. you on who you are as a person, how you treat others and how you treat me. I fully agree. And I feel like I've learned that in the last year too, of like the flashiness, the clout chasing type of qualities, because I think even for myself, I think I was in that of like just wanting a, a Gucci belt and a Range Rover, you know? Right. And learning. I mean, a Range Rover would be cool. <laughs> no, they break down so much. I actually have a couple of people I know that have them and like, it's just, they're not good cars. <laughs> like you can't trust them, you know, but I, and that's the thing. It's really just like the, the feeling that comes with it of driving a Range Rover. Totally. Like, like I've always it. wanted that fulfilled vision of like being a MILF and getting yeah. a, like going to goodness me in my like white Range Rover. Totally. <laughs> was so obsessed by Mariah Carey. Like, <laughs> it is a vibe but I think it's so funny how much change can come with that like I uh hired a finance coach and I really went down like that journey but also just learning so much about myself and everything I'm like why does this thing even matter to me anymore and then it really changed my perspective because even the guys that I was pursuing and allowing into my energy, I just realized that the standards were not matching what I thought I wanted, you know, like I say, I want this, but what I'm accepting into my life is completely different. Yeah. And like you said, energy, I feel like when you're on this journey, like I guess spiritual journey and figuring out who you are and stuff, like you are very more aware of your energy. Mm -hmm. And I, I was talking to this guy and I was just like, no, the vibe ain't (laughs) right. The energy ain't right. And like, I heard people talk about this before, like when you have sex with people, you're exchanging like energy with people. I'd be like, okay, whatever, like whatever. And then I had sex with this guy and I was like, I, the energy, no, yeah. like it's a thing. It's totally yeah. a thing. I was like, I'm 
No, Mm -mm. no, I totally agree. Like, even though, cause I tell people like you you fuck a thousand guys, I don't fucking care. Like do whatever you want. Oh yeah. Um, but I do think you do like take on their energy in a circle in a way. Um, and I also think that there's also, I think for a lot of women, there is this idea that if we sleep with them and we don't want to actually date them, we almost have to like create this narrative in our head that like, well, we tried to pursue a relationship and it didn't work out so that we don't feel this internalized slut shame because yeah. we, we just, we just wanted to fuck. Totally. Totally. And I think it's really funny. Cause like there are guys that I like weren't interested in, but that I, I slept with. And then I, after sleeping with them, I'm kind of like, huh, like maybe I should look at this almost, even though I actually have no, I no want to pursue a relationship it was just the fact that like I want to keep having sex but I don't care about this person (laughs) oh 100 percent. oh yeah oh I uh you know and I think it's literally a thing of like almost us having to justify our own internalized slut shame yeah for sure oh for sure yeah it's really interesting I think it's kind of fascinating but like I haven't had sex in a year so yeah like it's it's very uh not a thing (laughs) WAP isn't happening right now. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely not a thing. And I'm just like, honestly, it's not even any, it's not even like top three priority for me. Like I could care less to be honest, because yeah. unless it's like an amazing person. But at this point, like, I don't know, I would always try to have like a fuck buddy and have someone that was like mm. consistent sex or something like that. And like make a contract. Be like, this is just this, <laughs> you know, like, I'm yeah. like, so this is the contract. This Sign on the dotted here. line. Sign <laughs> the dotted line. This is what we're doing. It's just strictly this. Yeah. Let me tell you the amount of men that wouldn't go for that. And I'm like, come on now. Like, I just, and you're making it I so want. fucking laid out for them. I'm like, it's so easy for you. I'm giving you on like a platter and you're still saying no. Cause guys just think girls are crazy and you're just going to get all, you know, And that's the funny thing is like, if you really own that, you just want to be casual, the guys who just want to be casual is suddenly want to find someone who's in love with them. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, you know, you just want people to be chasing you. You don't want this. Yeah, exactly. And I think that even, do you feel like when you always wanted to have like a fuck buddy or someone on the side that was always kind of there consistent, do you feel like it was almost like seeking out some sort of validation? Uh, The whole, it they never it's never it's not good <laughs> it's yeah. just not good it just and it, it, it could be like from either end but I think you like you said you start having like well maybe this could be a relationship yeah. uh maybe I could do this but I don't know it's I think it just doesn't ever work out and people I've heard that through my whole life like oh that doesn't work out it really doesn't it doesn't work out yeah. and it's from either sides but Typically for me, like it was, it was more of a, I'd only want this for this Mm, and guys wouldn't be down for that. Yeah. And I feel like we almost like pull ourselves out of the present of trying to plan to ahead. Like, do I even like, I think I know for myself, I attached worth to having someone always down for me, but like, I didn't have to book them in advance, I guess is what I want to say. Like, you know, I almost wanted someone at my disposal just to fill yes. my own ego. Like 110%. Really... Yeah, oh, for sure. And I was like, if you can't, I, when I want you, then no, this isn't going to work. Yeah. And it was it's so funny because I thought I like, I thought it was like savage, like energy. Like I thought it was like funny in the sense of like, I don't give a fuck kind of thing. Totally. But then, 
realistically, if someone didn't pull through and I was like thinking they would, I would be disappointed at the end of the day, even though I didn't love this person, I didn't want to date them, marry them, anything like that. It it was now attacking my self-worth, even though they weren't doing that. I'm internalizing it as I'm not good enough for you now. Totally. Oh yeah. And then that just goes down a long road of like self-hate and (laughs) everything. (laughs) Literally. Now you're like chasing the bottle and you're doing all the things of like, (laughs) I need to feel good again. Right. Totally. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up. And I feel like that's where I'm getting to, too, of like, okay, we've been in this for over a year now. And it's like, now I've been alone for a long time. Relationships have dynamic, like have the dynamics have very much shifted in my life of, uh, well, all the men I was involved with are cut off. And then my friendships have really shifted. So mm-hmm. feeling quite alone, but you know, am I lonely or am I just alone? And I'm not used to being alone. Right. And like, what yeah. does that look like? And am I, am I processing as, oh, I'm alone. So I should be lonely because that's what everyone talks about. Or am I actually just comfortable, but that's not talked about very widely. Totally. Oh, for sure. I think it's a lot of the times is we're so like, oh, well, other people say this, so we must feel this way. <laughs> oh, I'm by myself, yeah. like, like all the time because I, I've never been in a relationship by choice, yeah. but, um, you know, they'd be like, aren't you so lonely? Like, you must be so lonely with by yourself. You don't have a man. Like, first of all, I don't need a man. Yeah. Okay. I don't need a man. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I think I would sit like, there'd be some nights I'd be like, maybe I am lonely. Like maybe I do need somebody, but then I think I'm like, but I don't need that to fulfill my life. Like I don't need that. At one point I did, but I think Uh I've grown so much where I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't need another person to make me, me. Yeah. And I feel like that loneliness is very interesting. I think there's categories of like, I'm feeling lonely, but like, if I, if I just call a friend or call my mom or, you know, whatever, I feel great after. Totally. Right. It's not this crazy thing where I need a long-term commitment and that's the void that I'm trying to fill. Like, you know, I think there's different types and I don't think that we like, I think we need to differentiate as like, you know, we continue to go down this, I guess, path of choosing what's best for us because, you know, like you said, you're 30 and you've never had like a a super long-term relationship. I'm turning 23. I've never had a long-term relationship. I've hardly had a relationship in general. So, yeah. And some people look at that as like crazy. Cause some people my age are literally married. Oh yeah. Oh, for but sure. I, I'm good with my decision. It's just other people who aren't good in their decision. So it's, it's this weird thing, you know, that we like, yeah, it's weird. Oh yeah. It's, it's definitely other people's like, they're like, Oh, well, you're fine. Someone soon, like feel bad for me. I'm like, I don't feel bad for me. Why are you feeling bad? Why are you now Mm -hmm. trying to make me feel bad for the situation that I choose to be in? Like people are, Oh, you'll find somebody soon or all like they're they're right around the corner when you're at least six. I don't give a fuck. Literally. (laughs) So stop making me me, No. So stop trying to make me feel like I should have this or I guess that's just with anything in life. Like you should have a house. You should, you know, get married and then have the kids and have an American white picket fence house and, you know, live this fantasy life that we're all told that we're supposed to live to be anything like to be valued in society that you need to be, have all these things. But when you go against that, people are just, yeah, they think like either you're crazy, like either that I'm just a psycho bitch, maybe a little, (laughs) (laughs) either that I'm crazy or 
like, oh, they feel bad for me. It's like, yeah. it's none of those things at all. I choose and I feel like to. the people who really place their judgments on that kind of stuff are also people's lives who I would never want. <gasps> it's a nightmare to me. Like that yeah. life. Oh my God. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Like, the, like it's I'm the sorry. same people who are like, they're broke. They're bored. They're unhappy. They don't have sex in their marriage that they've had for 30 years. Totally. They hate their children because their children are like, whatever, abandoning them. Like, I just see this, like, unhappy Karen who's mm-hmm. like, Melissa, your clock is ticking. Totally. And you're Why like, what the fuck? kids by now? <laughs> oh, I know. And I, that's what I think is funny. And I mean, take advice from whoever you want, but I just, I would always question, like, whose advice are you really valuing? And totally. I think that's the interesting thing is, like, the people that are typically, like, displacing unsolicited advice are the ones that, like, you don't give a fuck from. No. And they're, like you said, very unhappy in their own lives. Yeah. So they want to see you being just as unhappy because maybe yeah. they want that freedom and that life to be able to do whatever they want to do. But that honestly, the life of, you know, settling down, having a kid, getting married, like that just sounds like an absolute nightmare and no shame to anybody that wants that and thrives for that. Go for it. Get that ring, honey, get that big wedding, do the, get the dog, get the cute pics, you know, do all the things. It's just not for me. Yep, I feel you. Do you watch Sex Sex in the City? No, I know. I've never seen it. I know, I know, I know. I know, I know. Okay, I've seen like a few episodes. I know. One of my best friends, it's like her favorite show. And she, yeah, yeah. So you have nothing to do right now. So I'm going to tell you now (laughs) to get a fucking Crave subscription or download that shit illegally or whatever. You have like a massive undertaking. Dedicate a week to it. My God. I'm like shocked right now, but... I was just going to say there's such a crazy narrative of like these four women talking about how they're getting older and there's this societal expectation of this nuclear family idea. And it is interesting that for a show that was made in the early 2000s, there is still the same narrative that's happening. You know, that like not a ton has changed. I think women's uh, feelings of liberation and empowerment have slightly continued to evolve However, I think that it's still, they're still like the same ideas. They're yeah, I gotta, I gotta watch it. I just gotta do it. Like, how could you not watch Sex and the I'm City? literally mad right now. I'm like, I know, I know. I'm not a huge like TV. I watch a lot of like YouTube and. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't watch any YouTube. I'm like a full TV show girl, but I don't, I don't watch movies. I don't love movies. Oh, I don't watch movies either. Bye. Boring. I want to invest my time into something. I'm not watching this quick one hour movie. I can watch six seasons of a show in like a day, but I can't watch a two hour movie. Same, same. I don't even bother. No TV shows only. Do we have the same commitment issues? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so funny. But Okay, my last question for you, I'm not sure if you're comfortable talking about it. We don't have to talk about it if you're not, but I want to talk about the tummy tuck. Yeah, for Is sure. Is that cool? Okay. I'm totally How was that process? Um, like finding a doctor and all that or? In, t- like- in general, like was it complicated? What, like what was it all like? I really know nothing about it, but I've heard this stuff and I just feel like we don't hear enough regular people talking about this stuff. You're yeah. not a Kardashian, so it's like, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, um, so because I lost uh, 150 pounds, I had so much loose skin. Like I could yeah. pick it up, I could carry it. And it's a very expensive surgery. Um, well, for me, it's expensive. I just think the majority of people, it's expensive. Yeah. Um, but but uh, it was a little over $14,000 and it's at a pocket. 
Um, So I got it done six years ago. So I was pretty young. I ended up getting a line of credit for it, but I got approved for this line of credit. But for five years prior, I was researching doctors. I was looking over the United States, all of Canada. And I found Mm. a doctor um, in Toronto that I just kept coming back to. And I was like, I really like this guy. I like his work. I like what he does. And I just always had him in the back of my mind. I got approved for this line of credit. And I was like, I booked the appointment right away. (laughs) I was like, I'm a bad bitch. And it's going down. I did it pretty much all myself. Went down there. Wow. I knew what I was getting into because I was watching YouTube videos of his surgeries. I would watch like how it's done, what's going on, what should I expect? Like I was fully prepared for five years. And I just put it on the universe that I would somehow miraculously get this money. I manifested it. (laughs) And I ended up getting this line of credit. Um, But yeah, so basically you... um, you book in your appointment and uh, you go in and they, you know, they give you like some pills and, you know, draw on you that like he like yeah. draws on your naked body. Draws oh my God, everything. it's literally like TV. <laughs> yeah, just like TV. Yeah. And then they bring you in the room and they strap you down. Like they strap down my arms, like on the bed. You're like wow. naked, strapped down. But I was just like shooting the shit. I was just like, Chilling. if you want to give me a BBL while you're, while you're down there, you know, toss some fat in the ass. I'm ready and I was just joking around with them, but yeah. um, then you get knocked out. And I just remember waking up and I looked down at my stomach and I just was like, started crying because it was just such just, a relief to see yeah. my stomach, the, all the hard work I've gone through to actually be rewarded because you go through this huge, crazy transformation and you're still left with like, you can't see your stomach. You're still you can't left visually with like have that image. Yeah. No. And your body still doesn't look normal. And unfortunately, like my body... Still, my body will never look normal, no matter how many surgeries I get. I still have loose skin on my back, my arms, my legs. Like, I still have the visualization. Like, I always remember, like, I lost 150 pounds. And it's just, Mm. that's what's going to be stuck with me. And it's taken me a long journey to accept that part of me. Now, it's, it's, it's easy. Like, I used to be so ashamed and very, like, hide my body, even though I lost weight. Um, But, uh, yeah, they cut you from like hip bone to hip bone and uh open you up wow. and just like pull down the skin so your abdominal walls back together they did a little bit of liposuction I was under for I think three and a half hours so it was a really wow. long time I was yeah. under for um it wasn't a painful recovery coming out of it you're still obviously like on drugs yeah and uh, I remember coming out of it and she's like the thing you have to do is you have to get yourself up on your own and get yourself into a wheelchair before and I was like hand me the pants honey I'm ready like I'm thriving this is my new life new me so um I remember I got up and then the the, uh, nausea that came with it that was the worst part of it all I was like crying but after that honestly the recovery was fine wow Um, I was expecting like a gnarly like a gnarly recovery I think I was just so prepared yeah I wanted it so bad I also have a very high pain tolerance too so that kind of Like I was like, I had drain tubes, which they usually don't do drain tubes anymore, but because I had so much loose skin, I had to get these drain tubes where I had to like empty them. And it was like really Really? like, yeah. Yeah. And like measure how, what was coming out. Like it was all that. Um, That's cool though. I'm glad that you, I want to ask you because it sounded like you had this like very empowered decision and just seeing like hearing your thought process, I think is really important for, uh, especially young women listening. Cause a lot of young women do consider surgeries for different purposes and different, whatever their reasons may be. Um, and I'm all for it. It's just like, I just want women to know what to expect and kind of, I guess, have 
real people speak on their experiences because totally. we have such a prevalent media that all of them have had surgeries, but no one's really talking about it. Like yeah. I've never heard the Kardashians really go into detail of like what that has all looked like. Oh, right. For sure. So like, you have to have people like, well, I had to, I had to stay with my, like I'd sleep in like a lazy boy chair. Like I couldn't sleep mm-hmm. in a bed. I had to have yeah. my mom. I had to stay with my mom. Uh, for three weeks, I went back to work after three weeks. It was way too soon. Yeah. Like you're at a commission, like you don't feel, you still have to like be bandaged up. Um, it's but it's intense. like, how bad do you want it? And how yeah. bad do you want to like live that, like with this? Like it's going to pay off in the end, but some people aren't built for it. Some people mm-hmm. aren't built to live that through that. Uh, I feel like you don't feel normal for like a year. And it's yeah. still like every year, my body would still change. And now it's kind of like, it's simmered down, but it's yeah. been six years. Yeah. Um, you feel like there's stigma with it? Oh, majorly. Like yeah. huge, 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 huge. Especially online when you like weight loss, like people are confused. They don't know what a tummy tuck is. They think it's weight loss surgery. And that's very shamed online about doing weight loss surgery. Yeah. Um, and nothing wrong with weight loss surgery, but like that's the realm you want to go on and, and you get your stomach smaller or whatever you want to do. That's yeah. your journey. You can do that. But yeah, there is a, the people will like comment stuff. I'm like, I don't think you know what a tummy tuck is. I was removing yeah. loose skin. Um, I've had people come at me and be like, you're fake, you're this, you're that, because you chose to get your skin removed. And wow, it's just you, like people would come to me and be like, you talk about empowering women, but you decided to get your skin removed and like yeah. love yourself, but you removed your loose skin. See, that, that's like, where I thought maybe people would like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's annoying. Yeah. It's a thing. But like for me, I'm like, you don't, you're not living the life. You're not dealing with this loose skin that's hanging over your vagina. <laughs> like you're not. But you also like this- you don't even need to justify it. Like it's yeah. just like not even a thing. Like you did what made what what worked for you. And I think putting your money to your mouth, like where your mouth is too, of like, like I'm paying for this surgery because I totally. want it, and I'm not making this anyone else's my problem. I would rather like a girlfriend get that kind of thing done than hearing them complain about this their entire totally. life. <laughs> Yeah. Why would you, know? you put yourself in a position where you're feeling more like, you know, not like you're feeling the best. Like it got in yeah. the way. Like it would, yeah. it would just, I'm not, again, I'm not, I don't want to justify it because I would do it a million times over again. If I yeah. could do it over again, I would, it was the best decision I've ever done in my life for no, sure. It was life changing. And I think anybody who wants to get surgery, don't let anybody shame you. I have a lot of women reach out to me online about tummy tucks, yeah. um, in my DMS and stuff like that. And, you know, they have a lot of like fearfulness over it because of what other people will think. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously they think about like the pain and stuff, but it's not that bad. Honestly, it's not that bad, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's crazy that we, go through being shamed for being overweight to now being shamed for wanting to remove the skin that you were just shamed for. And then it's like, you're just never good enough in society. So that's why you just got to do whatever the fuck you want to do and not listen to anybody. Because at the end of the day, like that's all that matters because you're always never, you're never going to be perfect for everyone. Oof. That's the quote. There it is. That's it. (laughs) That's it. That's the tea. No, that was, that was amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because I think it's just, it is an important message that I know what you stand for. And I think it's interesting to have these conversations because, you know, we can, we can talk about this. I can see your photos on Instagram. I'm not now going to go and be like, mom, I feel like I need to go get a tummy tuck because 
Totally. Melissa has one. Like, it's not <laughs> like that. And I think people need to shut the fuck up. Like, totally. Yeah. 100%. You know? 100 I think, like, gonna be. I think also the honesty is so needed. Like, I just wish people would, like, be more honest about the work that they've had. Um, oh, yeah. Because there's people that we are looking to that are, like, you know, we wish we looked like, but then we realized that, that, like, they didn't even look like that. They had a surgeon make them look like that. And there's no, there's nothing shameful about that. It's just, like, be honest about it. That's oh, yeah. I mean. Like, the whole Kylie thing with the lips. Like, come yeah. on. That, yeah. Like, we all know it's not lip liner. We all yeah. tried the lip liner. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm very it. open about like I've had Botox, I've had my lips done, uh, yeah. and then tummy tuck. But I, when people come for you for things like that, it's just wild to me. Like, it's not. Does it me getting Botox in my forehead like disturb your life? Are you dying <laughs> right? over this? Like, did you? Get your forehead hurt? looks really fucking smooth. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like I, it. I, for me, I've never. I don't know. It just never crossed my mind to think like that. Yeah, um, but. I don't know. I usually always have to think like these people that are coming for you and saying things like that, they're very sad in their own lives and they're, you you never know what they're going through. They could be living in like a crazy household where like, this is where they like lash out on other people. Like you never know. So I always try to be, um, kill people with kindness when I get those comments, but absolutely. No, I respect it. I love you know, your message and how you used your platform. I'm, I think you're helping a ton of women, especially. So I definitely praise you for it. And I think it's really fucking cool. And I'm glad that I've like gotten to know more of your story. Cause it is so crazy of like, and I, I think that's, what's kind of almost beautiful about the transformation is that like, I've known you for a couple of years and I had no idea what you were like experiencing. Totally. And it just yeah. goes to show that you just have no idea. Like you could literally yeah. see someone every day, like, and not know what's actually happening behind the scenes. Yeah, I know. I it's yeah, and thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. That's it's cool. It's really cool, and I think that um, I think that the message is always just kind of do you and do what works for you. And I think that the this idea of empowerment is really interesting because, like we just said, you know, what is empowerment? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you just shame me for being in this body but now you're gonna shame me for getting rid of the skin I worked so hard to get rid of like you know it just it's yeah there's a lot there Er, yeah and I think it's always going to be like that and you know we touched on the beginning of like what we do say online and what we don't say online it's just at the end of the day like we just got to do us and say what we want to fucking say and if you don't like me then that's fine you don't like me then if I'm not giving you the right message then mute me delete me block me I don't care but, <laughs> you know, like me, me, muting is the best. I fucking love the mute when we got that Everyone's mute. muted. Oh, mute, 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 mute. I <laughs> love mute, mute. Mute. <laughs> mute is the best. It's taken no, me a long exactly. time to go through a lot of people and mute them. But people that are listening are like, especially when I'm watching my stories, I'm probably mute. Um, I mute yeah. everybody. And I'm not, uh, I'm not sorry for it because it's just like, there's people that I, as much as I love them, I don't care about their dog. Like, yeah. You know, like I <laughs> yeah. just one of those things like I just there's people that I really like love to consume their content and there's people that are just like just whatever you know and yeah it's there's no shade it's just I don't want to see them every day and I <laughs> like, would I you allow reason, I don't need more reasons to be online any longer exactly would you allow 20 people into your house every day no no so why would you allow more than 20 people in your like ether that's totally. my thing I like like five people to kind of consume yeah. every day um, and it doesn't mean like even my own friends, I don't like half of them are muted because I just, I don't care. Like I just, totally, 
I want the certain resources and that's about it. <laughs> I'm on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like that too. I'm half my friends. Like I'll post something of me looking cute or whatever. They're like, that's not reality. Like you look like a hermit right now. And they know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So it is funny of like almost seeing through the bullshit of like the, the behind the scenes. I guess yeah. we got to get on that TikTok, you know, get that raw, real. <laughs> I really need to like, I consume it all the, all day, every day, but oh. I've never, I, I don't know how to make TikToks. Like I've made some, but they're low qual. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't know, but people are like blowing up and like just posting whatever. And I yeah, know. I feel like I, I feel like it's the mindset truth. though, being like, it needs to be perfectly done. And I saw yeah. about now with my Instagram, I'm like, I'll be like posting content and then I'll be like, Ooh, it's not this. It's not this perfect angle. It's not the yep. perfect caption. I'm not going to post it now. It's gone like two weeks. I haven't posted anything now. People, it's exhausting, <laughs> exhausting. Yeah. So maybe TikTok is the place to be where you can just not yeah. give a fuck and just post whatever you want. I actually think I need to just like live my truth on there because that's my thing. Is like I just feel like I'm almost faking it on Instagram because I don't care about Instagram, but yeah. I'm also not like willing to be my full authentic self there so it's like what's going on here there's a disconnect <laughs> yeah I feel like I'm like a 75 80 percent me but there's still like I don't want to say like my quirky self but like my you know real I don't know I guess my real self yeah my mm -hmm. full real self is just not yeah. shown because it's not it's I don't know it's people are so judgmental maybe I just think they're judgmental on Instagram but it's so it's a it very, is intense yeah it's no, it very intense, intense and I feel like I'm loud but I'm not vulnerable on Instagram like you see me on the on there all day every day but you really don't actually hear you don't go beneath the surface much with my with my own self just because I, I don't allow it you know right. and, and that's my thing is it is kind of weird and I'm there's things that I've always like wanted to post about that I just like don't because it it garners a weird thing it's also like there's always so much pressure of like your nine grit like what's aesthetically pleasing and also like what's your niche totally I know I don't have a niche I know. You know I, I don't want a fucking niche. I think a niche is boring. <laughs> <laughs> Might you be good for sales. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't I know. So that's the thing. And I, I think it's interesting, but I think we're going down this more authentic self. And I mean, this podcast is my like authentic place, you know? Yeah. Everything I say, the, the shit that comes out of my mouth, like I don't even edit this thing because I want it to be real. And also when I hear myself speaking, I'm like, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, bitch, I can. But you I'm can. Fun. Yeah. So it is funny of how much we try to filter ourselves. And I think it partially it's from societal expectations, but also our own processing of it. Oh, yeah. There'll be weeks where I feel like a bad bitch and I'll just post whatever I want to post and say whatever I want to say. People unfollow me and yada, yada. And then there'll yeah. be other times I'm like second guessing my life. I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I posting? What am I? And it's it's very the back and forth. And um, I hope I just come out of it and be like who cares but yeah. I try to live the who die I don't give a fuck I'm a bad bitch life we're but, all gonna die anyway so yeah and it, it does creep in on me like I will go through phases and I'll be like what am I actually doing why am I posting does anybody even care what am I doing that and is. I'll be like wait the yeah. fuck up who cares and then yep. I'll be posting but yeah it's, so true. it's how do you get out of that like so you're self-conscious of what other people are like thinking and that's my thing. I think I'm just taking a step by step of like doing that, like doing that less nitpicking of that one photo and that like, and just trying to like take the little steps so that the, 
uh, filtered version of myself, I guess, is just like slipping away rather than trying to fully change and how I think of content and how I think of photos because doing that feels overwhelming. It, it, you know, sure. it almost feels like taking that little step by step. And I don't know. And I, it's kind of funny because I find that like even me talking about content is like cringy, but it's like, why is it fucking cringy? Yeah, I know. Like, that's how most people know anyone is through social media so why is it cringy and that's just what we're going to we're like that's the future that's what it is and like there's so I think it's just like old mindset like of our parents and stuff like that wasn't like a thing so and I uh and people are just so resistant against it they're like oh my god Mm -hmm. like they post they do like this get with the times yeah yeah and <laughs> the people I like the people I follow they've changed my life just with their yeah. content so yeah I think there's so much power in it there truly is if you let it to be and that's the crazy part and I think I think maybe just going back going past the mental block of like I have the power to do the same thing like yeah the people that I've found so helpful and inspirational or whatever they don't have this extra talent that I don't have they just were more open about sharing some about something or their life online that I have not yet done and that's just totally yeah like there's nobody um like no one's special like we're all the same um you know it's I think there's just like an idea people like they're trying to be famous they're trying to be this like it's just also, it's, so what if I am? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I want to be famous. <laughs> no, no, but I, I, I think it's just like, I don't know. It's, it, there's, it's more empowering to be on social media and having the response of like, you change someone's life yeah, and you help someone through a shitty time in their life. And you are that person that you never had when you were going through some shit times. Yep. Like that's, that's what matters. And that's, that's why like posting on social media it's not like oh I want to be the next Kardashian I mean it'd be really fucking cool but (laughs) you know exactly Instagram that's it and maybe TikTok very soon yes (laughs) and we'll have her Instagram uh linked in the show notes so if you want to go follow her definitely go give her some love as always you can find me at the not so average batch and at strategic slut if you like this episode if you want to give it a little share on your story and tag us that's always appreciated and uh yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this episode Melissa thank you again for coming on this was so much fun thank you And I hope you guys have a great week. As always, love yourself, love others, and wash your fucking hands. I'll see you next Monday.